0: All right. This is Nathan doing another audio recording for the personal journal of mine. Yeah, I've been feeling pretty weird ever since uh, Rob told me about Dan messing with my uh, last recording. Um, at first it kind of hurt my pride a little bit, but I'm kind of over that now. It just made me feel weird because it made me feel like what I was doing might not have been good enough, but. I don't know why I'm trying not to think about it that way but I just can't see why someone would mess with my recordings like that but I'm kind of past that now I'm more worried about like I don't know I feel really paranoid a a lot of the times not because of Dan or anything but more so I've I've just been hearing my own voice in random places like for example driving driving to work on the radio I hear my voice in my car or in my earbuds when I'm at home trying to listen to music, I, I, I can faintly hear my voice like behind the the instruments and the everything. It's it's very unsettling, and like that's kind of why I'm doing this recording now to try to just like gather myself and kind of bring myself back to earth. But hopefully, I'm just tripping. I don't know. But that's it for tonight. I'll report back tomorrow.
1: This is uh, our voice actor, Sean Priest. Hey, Sean. Hey, what's up? So uh, today, what I've got you doing, uh, this is for the Dark Pool Project. Okay. You are going to be uh, reading a bit from a guy who is calling himself Daniel Allen Zachary. Uh, He's claiming to have found the evidence uh, of an ancient Greek cult that listened to what he calls Echo Spirits. Uh, And it comes from an archive, Uh, well, sort of like a blog, uh, where they talk about these things uh, pretty much across history. I've made a few contributions myself. Um, So uh, this is one of those things. So let's let's hear how it sounds.
2: Okay, I'll give it a shot. The Sound Shadow Mystery Cult. Daniel, oh gosh. The Sound Shadow Mystery Cult, Daniel Alan Zachary, University of South Wales, 12th of February, 2013. This past month, a fragment of medieval text making reference to the story of Narcissus, an echo, was discovered among a forgotten box that had belonged to the collection of Catherine, Countess of Cathness, at the Castle of May in Cathness, Scotland. The text appears to be a segment of dialogue from a stage play, In the fragment the mountain knit, echo begs her would-be paramour narcissus to see beyond his reflection in the surface of the water and gaze upon the dark waters beneath counter to ovid's version of the tale narcissus seems to heed her call and drops into the pool it's unclear how such a stage effect would have been achieved or whether it was even attempted it may be that this moment was achieved in some non-mimetic fashion, or that the actor was able to perform a style of action unknown to us today. A further note, unheard of in an extent versions of ancient Greek drama, indicates that at this point in the performance, the audience should attune themselves to the voices of the shadows. The rarity and obscurity of these references might lead the community of scholars to turn a blind eye to these phenomena on the grounds that there is simply not enough evidence to say one way or another if such practices existed. But as Charles Fort warns the would-be scientist, we ignore anomalies at our own peril. A paradigm is only as good as the phenomena it is capable of embracing, and only as weak as the phenomena it chooses to exclude
0: yeah i use the the same meditation and um well i i, I talked to rob before the i started it and he i asked if we were still just doing sounds and he told me to just say what i was saying i mean say what i was seeing so i kind of just like blurted out what i was seeing as it went and it was kind of random but i feel like there was kind of like an arc to it almost and like so when it started out it was the same with like Rob with like the maracas and like the drum thumping and everything. And um I think the like shaking of like the maracas or whatever it was, um, kinda reminded me of like a, a like a rattlesnake. So I saw I saw like a snake like just going through the weeds kinda. And then he, like he found, he was looking for food, and that was a struggle, the snake, and then the snake ate, and then after that, it was like that techno stuff again, and as like the the beat came on, it kind of, I don't know why, but it made me think of just like an eagle, like, like flying, and then the eagle, like, then caught the snake, and then brought the snake back to its nest, and... Sorry, my voice is, voice is, like, super groggy right now. I've been talking, like, yelling over live bands all weekend. So, yeah, I probably sound dead, but... <laughs> no, it wasn't like... I work at a restaurant, like, serving. It's a crab house, so they've had, like, bands throughout the day and stuff. And, of course, they put me right next to the band, so I'm, like, yelling at all of my tables. But, yeah, so my voice is a little messed up, but, yeah... yeah it's fun but it's cool but anyway so the the eagle had the snake and then it was kind of just like this sense of like something bigger like keeps coming like so then like once the eagle was like back in its nest I like I saw like a man like walking through the woods and then the man approached the (laughs) eagle and then it was like the man was about to eat the eagle or like try to like attack the eagle like the snake did the mouse or like the eagle did the snake but then i kind (laughs) of thought about it more and i was like this isn't right so like the (laughs) you you can't eat an eagle you know so so i was like the man yeah (laughs) but i had like the man like, he like drew back his bow and like he stared and stared and stared but then eventually like he changed his mind and like kept walking but then that white noise came on that I was telling you about when I'm, I felt like I was in a car that was sinking so like I just like the man kept walking and like kind of disregarded the eagle and just like let it do its own thing and like as he was walking he saw the eagle fly away but and then as he was walk- like that white noise still kind of reminded me of water and like yeah, so like I, I saw a waterfall. So I was trying. I feel like I was kind of trying to like, because the only reason that like in my head that the man chose not to eat the eagle is based off of like our own social standards. That so like, I mean, like that we're not allowed to do that. I mean, if you take away all of our like social standards, I mean, who gives a f- if you eat the eagle, you know?
1: Hey, Rob. Hey, John. Got a question for you.
3: Yes. I found this uh, weird YouTube channel that I thought you'd be interested in. It's yes. called the Society for Unexplained Auditory Phenomenon.
1: I feel like this might have come up on the blog we've been working on.
3: Oh, okay. Um, it's just got like a lot of weird videos on there. Like what? Uh, there's just these weird like recordings. There's one in uh. There's one that's called the 1985 cassette. There's some. There's a word in here I don't really know.
1: If, but there's what like happened a, in 1985.
3: I don't know, but apparently there's like a a pretty decent recording.
1: All right, well uh, see what's what. See if it's you know Legit? valid. As yeah, as much as possible. But uh, I'm interested. 1985. That sounds familiar. Okay. All right. I'll see what I can do. All right.
4: Missy! Freak! What are you doing? Missy! Are you okay? Hello? There's something on you. The light. Missy.
5: Hello, this is Brandon Walls, voice actor for the Dark Pool Project, and I'll be reading the background research file about the Veoka Archive. The Veoka Archive is a compilation of articles centered on innovations in audio-based paranormal research, founded by Louis D. Veoka, an apparent pseudonym who makes no original contributions to the blog other than copies of historical resources which he appears to type by hand. Contemporary contributors include T. Carl Rasmussen, chronicler of the New Hope sound demon, medieval historian Daniel Allen Zachary, also a possible pseudonym, and Rob C. Thompson, director of the Dark Pole Project.
3: Olivia!
4: Hey, what's up?
5: Okay,
3: so, this might be crazy, but I think I know what Rob's after.
4: Oh, shit, okay.
3: Yeah, okay, so, this whole project, right, I've been doing some digging around the the link that I sent you, that uh, Vioca Archive. And, yeah, and I, f- I think I'm starting to put the dots together, and I think I understand what Rob wants from this whole thing.
4: Really? I'm glad one of us does.
3: Okay, so a couple of the articles that I found on the blog, the archive thing, it's it's talking about these... these things. They're they're like... Yeah. They're, they're spirits that you hear when you're talking. It's sound under sound. They're all over the place, and they've happened from Greece to... to to recent contemporary articles, and, and I think that Rob is trying to conjure some sort of paranormal spirit, some sort of elemental demon under the actors.
4: Okay. Um, one, breathe for a second. I don't know if you breathed at all that whole time, Dan. Calm down. It's going to be fine. Okay, um, okay. I, I'm going to be totally honest with you, Dan. I don't know that any of this is even uh, real. I mean, let's like, let's think here for a second. Occult Confessions is an occult history podcast. Um, we've never, ever spoken about before on it. You know, Rob doesn't bring it up, you know, and we're how many seasons in?
3: Yeah, but that's the thing. Why would Rob? Okay, so Rob made this article that I also found in the same archive that was talking about how he also thinks all of this is fake. Wait,
4: like, so he wrote an articles?
3: Yeah, yeah. Rob wrote this whole, like, scholarly diss on on the... on the elemental whispers, on uh, just ripping apart all this stuff. And he talked about the names, and he talked about how he thinks it's fake, and how it's never come up before. So if, if it's fake, then it's not from Rob. I
4: don't know. That doesn't make any sense, because if Rob thinks that you know the shit isn't real then why would he be trying to make it actually happen in our whole experiment with all the sound files and everything like why
3: uh, i mean he's he has always talked about uh, how you've got to sort of like like fake it to make it you know the like like i don't, I don't know this if he's show trying
4: to... <laughs> what do you mean he's
3: he's gotta he oh he always talked about how like when you sleep that's that's just you pretending to sleep what? Like you have to fake it until no okay okay yeah how it's is like, sleeping pretending you, to when, sleep
4: Dan when when you when you when you what the what the hell you are, you, are c- you talking about Dan this is ridiculous I don't know what the f- you're talking about and I'm not sure I even care about all this f- shit anymore.
1: Okay, we are going. All uh, right, let's see. Okay, Sean. Yeah. Oh, Brandon. Sorry. (laughs) Hi. (laughs) Uh, All right, guys. So, um, what I'm we're gonna do a few more things today, uh, a few more voice things. Uh, The first one, Brandon, I have you doing is this "Whispers and Lies." Okay. Uh, Yeah. So you might notice the author there.
5: Yeah, I've I've definitely. um, If you don't mind me asking, um, how come you couldn't read it? (laughs) I mean, it is your. it is your blog post yes. after all it's is, it is my blog post, but
1: you guys've sort of like we've established that you are the voice guys you know, doing the voice of the blog, so I, I want to keep everything consistent. yes, it is it is me uh, but but you're the voice of the blog, you and Sean, so we're gonna I figured it would be better to just have you guys go ahead and voice, and do it.
5: Voice of the blog, my professional title voice okay. of the blog. There you go. It's nothing it, that's a good it's a good title. Mm-hmm. So okay, okay. <clears throat> Whispers and lies. Is the historical basis for the phenomenon a hoax? Robert C. Thompson, Ph.D., Chesapeake College, July twenty-second, 2020. Over the last year, a spate of blog posts have gained traction among some paranormal adherents that deserve a deeper examination than they have as yet received. These bloggers positively assert a historical basis for the existence of sound shadows or whispering demons based on two sources, a pamphlet ascribed to Z.A. Duffy and the announcement of the discovery of a medieval textual fragment by University of South Wales graduate student Daniel Allen Zachary. I came across these sources through my own research of the, uh, on the career of 19th century medium and occultist Emma Hardage Britton, mm. whose name is mentioned in the Duffy piece and have since come to doubt their authenticity. While I cannot absolutely disprove the genuineness of either document, I believe there are serious reasons to question both. I am inclined to believe that the bloggers writing about Duffy's and Zachary's are aware of the dubiousness of both the Duffy and Zachary sources, but it is convenient for their own paranormal agenda to cite them without qualification. This is a disservice not only to the pursuit of truth, generally, but also the noble cause of psychical investigation. Paranormalism already suffers under a stigma. Refusing to acknowledge the relative quality of our points of evidence only proves our detractors right in doubting us. I think you really got the essence of it there, Brandon. That's, uh, I'm impressed. I'm glad you are.
1: (laughs) was very me. Hey, Dan.
3: Uh, so, okay. Remember back in class, you were talking about, uh, like, faking it to make it, and it was like this whole poetic thing, and you talked about sleeping. Oh, right. an
1: intro, yeah. Transformation. It's called Transformative Ritual.
3: Uh, yeah, can, can can you run that by me one more time? I. It was like a, an, an argument that I was having, and I was like,
1: it's... it's you are having an argument about Transformative Ritual? <laughs>
3: uh, I mean, yeah, yeah I... I, I think I used it wrong. All right, all right, all right, all right. I lost. I lost a bet, maybe. I don't, can you just explain it one more time?
1: <laughs> never make a bet before you check back in with me. Uh, so transformative ritual works like this. Um, it's like we talked about faith healing and uh, I think... Uh, Voodoo and Santeria, it's when your mind clicks over and the invisible world of the ritual becomes literally real. Like you imagine the gods present and then your mind clicks and the god becomes present. So when we go to sleep at night, we do this exact thing. We get ourselves in a physical position like we're going to sleep. We tell ourselves that it's time for sleep and then we wait until our mind clicks and we enter that dream world. We are—we enter a different state of consciousness. It's the same thing in like spiritual healing and all this stuff we literally enter a different state of consciousness in order to experience whatever supernatural being is out there and it all sort of hinges around belief sleep is natural yeah but we have to believe that you know, that all of the things we're doing the rituals we're observing are going to cause this change in consciousness in order for it to happen and if you remember i i said in class it's very risky goods transformation because you can't plan it like you could go hours without falling asleep so imagine if you're in a religious service and the god is supposed to show up and you're just waiting but you got to have that change in consciousness
3: that that sounds a lot better than what i remembered
2: Uh, (laughs) thanks (laughs) thanks
1: i'm here you know where to find me
0: Alright, coming back for another uh, audio note uh, personal journal. Um, Today was pretty crazy. Geneva broke her phone. She's been really stressed about it since then. Her stress is kind of wearing off on me, but she's taking a nap in my room right now. And I'm just in the kitchen chilling. But, um, yeah, she, uh... She got really angry, she got really stressed out, and she, like, threw it against the wall and then, like, snapped it in half with her hands, and now there's cuts all over her hands and everything, and it's kind of bad, so we bandaged those up, and, um, she's just kind of resting right now, but. What the f- was that? Hold on. I'm going to leave this on. Babe you alright? Babe What the f***? Are you alright? Babe Babe wake up Why do you have your phone? I thought you... Is it- How's your phone working now? Babe wake up Are you okay? Babe. All right. Babe, wake up. Wake. Wake. Oh my god. I'll I'll be I'll be back next time. I got I got to take her somewhere.
4: The Dark Pool is created and produced by the alchemical actors, hosts of the Occult Confessions podcast. Visit darkpoolproject.com and click on donate to support our further adventures into the Dark Pool.